This is the Punk Show Podcast. Hello. Hey, Chris. Yeah? It's Jason and Victoria. How you doing? Oh, hey. How's it going, man? Really well, really well. uh, Uh, Thanks for taking the time, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I'm just trying to untangle this fucking cord here. (laughs) Did you check out the eclipse yesterday? Nah. No? I don't care about that shit. (laughs) It was pretty underwhelming. (laughs) Good. I work on the morning show, like that's my regular job here at the radio station, and they they sent me down to the the waterfront where I was like reporting live from the eclipse, and it was uh, yeah, it was like, like uh, yeah, Geraldo Rivera, no, like Al Capone's safe or something with Geraldo Rivera. Totally, yeah, but it was like every you know, <laughs> twenty minutes later, I was like, oh, we'll go to go live to Jason. I'm like, well, it's slightly darker than before. That's about <laughs> all there is to report now. <laughs> okay, Jason, we're rolling here. We're good. Um, Far away then. Yeah. Well, I wanted to just talk to you about uh, about uh, what you're what you're doing. So your latest book, for and correct me if I'm wrong, is called Tales from the Tattoo Shop. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Um, can you sort of in a nutshell? I, I assume that's a self-explanatory title. Is it you just telling like sort of these real stories of, of tattoo artists? It's a collection of stories for, from tattoo artists. You know, you know, from the things they saw in, in their shop. You know, and have seen and heard in their shops. So it's also. Uh, uh, you know, a number of tattooed customers too. Things that have, they've experienced in tattoo shops. It's all about the crazy shit that goes on at the tattoo shop, basically. There's got to be some pretty good stories, I'm sure. There, there was more than I thought, and I <laughs> feel like I just barely scratched the surface. <laughs> now you spent your you spent a, a decent amount of time in tattoo shops yourself. Well, that's what gave me the idea. You know, I thought, man, like you know, I've I've seen and heard some crazy shit in tattoo shops, and so I knew that, you know, it had to be going on everywhere else too. Cool. Um, and how long? Okay, uh, I'm a little bit blown away because just doing a little bit of research here and like looking at through your company, your pressing, uh, Go Fuck Yourself Press. You've you've published like 25 plus books. Is that right? In like less than yeah. 20 years? Yeah, around yeah, about 16 years. Last 16, 17 years. That's like a that's pretty incredible output. I mean, are you are you? Here's a question for you as a writer because I've always. I consider myself a good writer. I've never written a book in my life, but I've always considered, you know, always kind of thought about one day maybe doing it. But with that kind of output, are you always just focused on one project? Or are you writing like numerous books at a time? No, I'm. You know, I focus on one at a time. But when one book goes into editing, I start the next one. Okay. So by the time one book is released, I'm already, you know, I'm already deep into the next one. Okay, cool. And you're just always working, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you've written a lot of novels, and you've written a, a handful of uh, biographies as well. Uh, do you have a preference? Uh, is one easier than the other? I like writing novels. It's like getting paid to lie, except it doesn't pay enough. The biographies are, are make a lot more. It's all a lot better. You know, it's just the way it is. Is that right? Luckily, you know, it's it's more like real work, but I like it too because I cover the bands I enjoy. Right? I don't write about fucking foreigner or whatever. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. And that's and that's the f- nice freedom that you have being your own boss too, right? I mean, you can yeah. you can um, choose any project you want based on what you are interested in, which is nice. Yes, if, if I make a mistake, then it costs me though. You know, like I I didn't know that SNFU would, would, the book would be as popular as it was, and I and the uh, Real Mackenzie's book wasn't as popular as I thought it would be. You know, it's it's always a gamble going in. You know? Yeah, interesting. Um, and the Dayglows one too. I mean, it it, it seems. I mean, I don't, I don't know. You know the numbers more, more than I do, but it feels like uh, that one's fairly well known as well. That one yeah. was about what I expected it would be. You know, yeah. it did well, and I expected it would do well. So you know, worked out. <laughs> worked. You know, that one was kind of a no-brainer. It seemed like to me. It was my first. Well, it's my second music biography, but 
it was the first one that you know of, with a band that everybody knew. What kind of research goes into like I mean any one of these bands really that you've profiled? Um, you know, is it tough to get the real stories out of these folks? Because I mean, I'm sure there's some pretty dark secrets going on. You know what I mean? There is, and I can't tell them all either. You know, because you know, I, you know, people have things they need to be protected. It's kind of a thin line, but I give the. Uh, I give the musicians and the contributors like a chance to review what I'm going to write about, what will be printed before it actually comes out. Okay, cool, yeah. You know, I've, and a lot of these people in these books, I've known them personally for 30 or 40 years, right? So mm-hmm. I already know the story. Um, is there a band, um, I'll, just, I'll stay on the, the biography train here for a second, but is there a band uh, that you would still like to, to profile or maybe a band that you've tried to and ran into some barriers? Yeah, but I can't. Well, I was going to do a biography on uh, punk rocker, skater Dwayne Peters in the States, but, you know, and I was like 90,000 words deep on it when he pulled the plug and just kind of went off the grid. Oh, no. Yeah, so I lost, like, you know, like five months, five months, you know, just gone. Oh, that sucks. I get the impression he's a little bit of a loose cannon, that guy. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) looser than I thought. So is that something you would have, like then hold on to that work in case maybe he changes his mind and decides to to let you uh, you know go further with it? Well, if he dies, but the thing is, he's <laughs> kind of you know I, I can I can finish without him. But the thing is, he's kind of damaged his brand so much. I don't even know if it would sell anymore. Right, right, yeah, fair enough. You know, he's made all these homophobic comments and stuff. You know, he's just he's fucked up, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that happens sometimes. I didn't, you know, I think people did drugs and too many falls on his noggin with no helmet. I, and you know, he wasn't the sharpest stick to begin with, you know, and now he just seems totally. Yeah. I think the, I think the U S, uh, U S bombs are playing in Seattle soon too. Like, yeah, I know. I'm almost curious enough to go down there and check it out. It would be, it would definitely probably be something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're not sure what. We're not sure what. Yeah. My girlfriend said, look, the U.S. Bombs are playing in Seattle, and I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still curious. She was, yeah, I don't know what's, you know, fuck, they might not even play, you know, Dwayne will, God, anything could happen. Yeah, exactly. Um, I recently finished, uh, I know I'm a little late on this one, but I finished reading the uh, uh, Perfect Youth, you know that, that book by Sam yep, Sutherland? Sam Sutherland, yeah. You're cited in that quite a bit, in a very glowing way, and, um, and uh, you referenced quite a bit in that book. Are you... Are you happy to sort of share your work and your research and stuff with other writers in that way? Well, sure. It's just yeah. PR for me, right? The more I get my name out there, the more books I sell. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, good yeah. point. Um, I'm gonna, as, and, and as a turnaround, I'm interviewing him in my new book. Oh, there you go. So it all, what comes around goes around, I guess. Yeah, backs get scratched. You have been running um, GFY for since basically since you started writing. Is that correct? Yeah, since 98. It, was that always the plan? I mean, did, was there a time, or maybe even since then, or, or at that time um, back then, when you were trying to get your work published in a more mainstream way, or was it always? Well, I did that in. Yeah. Oh, sorry, to interrupt. Um, no, oh. two thousand and two. I got what well, my second novel, Punk Rules, okay, was published by a small press, and you know it was great. Like you know, I'm mean, here. I am like you know, uh, you know, what's the word? I mean, you know, like you know, a published author. You know, uh-huh. you know, all that. You know. The, <laughs> You know the stigma of self, no stigma of self-publishing or anything like that. But you know, I didn't make any money on that, and I realized if I was going to go down that road, you know, I'd have to, you know, sell. You know, I'd have to put a bunch of books on the small press until I could finally get to, uh, 
you know, a major press. You know, it's kind of like the music game, right, where you where you're on the indies, and then maybe you hope to get up to the majors. Mm-hmm. And I realized that you know I, I just couldn't make any money out of it unless I started selling my own books. Right. And my girlfriend worked at a printing shop, so da 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 da. <laughs> Made sense. So that's where I went, you know, and um, you know I started making an income almost, you know, within a couple of years, I was making, you know, you know, some income and it got better, you know? Yeah. Well, I was making some income right away. You know, I, I, GFY has never been in the red. That's amazing. Yeah. That's great. Um, now, as far as the themes of your writing, I mean, you've uh, always been very open and honest about your past. You, you know, I know you, that you uh, grew up in Winnipeg and, and then made it over to Vancouver and you were uh, you know, you were pretty heavily into the drugs and stuff like that. I hope you don't mind talking about it. I, I no, assume no, you're no, all, no, no. you know, yeah. that's, that's all, that's all up in the open, you know? Yeah. And especially, you know, in your, in your writing as well, is that, uh, this is going to sound kind of cheesy, but was that like a th- therapeutic thing for you? And does it continue to be to, to write about those types of lifestyles and that kind of, that kind of world? It, it yeah, it, you know, it has been, you know, writing itself is therapeutic, no matter what I write about. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I just, for me, yeah, I just, that's the sort of, I know about it. Like, I don't think I could write about the downtown east side anymore because it's changed so dramatically since I've stopped hanging around there, you know, mm-hmm. with the fentanyl and everything. Right. It's a different, it's a different, like, it's kind of different down there now. I don't, you know, I don't think I'd be able to portray it accurately. But, you know, I've got lots of other things to write about. I could still write about junkies. I, I've, you know, I never have a shortage, shortage of topics. Things have definitely changed. That fentanyl stuff is insane, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I just know so many people who died from it, and it's crazy. I didn't think, really, for me, that the, you know, I thought I'd be able to stay away from, from you know, Coke and dope, but especially with Coke, I didn't think the, uh, the you know, that craving for it would ever go away, would ever go away, even if I never did it again. But yeah. it did. It's, you know, just went away. <laughs> it did, hey? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I'd say, you know, like, maybe five or six years ago, I haven't, you know, it took about ten years, really, to go away, so, you know... See, every, there was a corner of my mind, you know, I was, looking old, it was always, you know, thinking about it, you know. But, you know, it finally went away. Well, that's good. I mean, it's probably not the same for everybody necessarily. But did, did you um, did you just kind of quit on your own, or did you go through, like, rehab and stuff like that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I did the whole route. I was I went to, like, NA meetings for 15 years. You know, I never bought into the NA you know, construct, but, but the, the peer support did me a lot of good. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Um, do you still continue, uh, by the way, happy belated birthday. I know you, uh, you had a birthday last week. Right. Um, do you still get out to a lot of shows and, and such? Or are you still physically part <laughs> of the scene? Not as many as I like. <laughs> I live, like I just moved to New West. Okay. And, you know, I was going to go see Christ there at, at, uh, at Pub 340 last week, but when their singer got sick and couldn't make it, I was almost happy, you know, because they'd have to go out. <laughs> yeah, I really like going to shows, but, you know, it's fuck. You know, getting out there and staying late. You know. Well, I am 46 years old myself, and uh, and I find that I'm exactly the same way. Like I do this punk show, so I'm always trying to get out and see stuff and be part yeah. of it. But it's like I just I've got a kid, I've got a yeah. wife, and I yeah. just I, you know I I can't be out. Mm-hmm. Plus, I might have a stupid morning job where I'm up at like five in the morning every day. Oh, so if it's I a weeknight wake- show, forget it. <laughs> yeah, I just wake up at around six thirty every day anyway. I mean, no matter how late I'm up, right? Yeah. Well, you know, a turtle or a set to that, and and uh, you know, I, I still I still try to go out, and I have fun when I do. I mean, like you know, if a big like the, the, the damned or stiff little figures, and if I buy tickets in advance, then I'm going to go. You know, well, that's I met- the best way for me to make sure I'm going to go to a show is if I buy the tickets in advance. Exactly, that's true. We well, see and at least a hundred dollars on a pair. You know, yeah. 
Um, I met you uh, briefly there at the airport in Las Vegas for punk rock bowling. So uh, oh, yeah, that's fine, yeah. um, it, have you, do you make is that an annual pilgrimage for you? It it will be. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that much fun. How great was that? Hey, yeah, I had, I had a blast. It was my first time this year too. And yeah, I had, and next year's gonna be their twentieth anniversary. So you know they're they're gonna get something. Or some, yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do, but it's gonna be big. It's gonna be big. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm already saving money for it myself. Yeah, it's gonna be really fun. Yeah, me too. Um, see you there. Yeah, absolutely. So, Chris, I won't keep you much longer. I really, uh, my next question is for is what are you working on now? What's uh, what's coming down the pipe? If 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 you're able to, uh, you know. I'm more than halfway through a, a book called Misfits and Miscreants: An Oral History of Canadian Punk Rock. Oh wow! It's a pretty big project, you know, and uh, I've been plugging away at it. But uh, you know, I'd be distracted with the move and stuff. But mm-hmm. you know, now I'm. Now I'm back on it full time, and, and I hope to have it out, you know, just after. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be out after Christmas, but it's just too bad because, you know, when I put it out, it'll be like in January when people are all broke and shit. <laughs> but, you know, that's just the way it goes. Fair enough. That's a, like sounds like a fairly big, all-encompassing topic. It is, and, uh, you know, it runs, like, spans 40 years, too. So, obviously, you know, every band of the Canadian band is not going to be in there, right? I've, I'm just, but I've been interviewing tons of people, and they'll have lots of different stories in it, and some pretty funny shit, and some pretty dark shit, and, you know, just some... And, and when I, you know, I talk to some... talk to a lot of the big players, and I talk to a lot of small players. You know, it's just going to be... Hopefully, it'll be well-rounded and uh, entertaining. Entertaining is really my... always been my biggest goal. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, too. You always have a, a really good, sometimes dark, but a really good sense of humor and, and it runs through pretty much everything that you write, right? So if you can't, you know, if it's not funny, I mean, people just won't read it, especially if it's a dark subject. You know, you got to keep it light. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, you know, and, yeah, I like the light and the dark, you know, really brutal shit and then, and then still funny, you know, like black humor. That's what I like. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, cool. Um, well, let's uh, let's give your your website and everything a plug. How can people right. uh, see what you have to offer and order books and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, just look up GFY Press. Yeah. Chris Walter. GF, just look up Chris. Well, Google Chris Walter or GFY Press or go fuck yourself press. It'll come up. Right on. Hey, I appreciate your time, Chris. All right, thanks, Jason. Have a great day, man. You too. Cheers. Bye bye. This has been the Punk Show podcast. If you'd like to hear more, including kick-ass punk music, go to thezone.fm slash punk. Oh, yeah. And be sure to check out the Punk Show on Facebook and Instagram.